Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to an edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get to the podcast, just want to give you a quick shout out to you incredible listeners. Hope you aren't slouching, slacking off like the Cardinals and the Red Sox have been lately. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're, 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 we're enjoying ourselves with the draft and the, uh, and everything that it, that took place across the NBA, uh, the last week, uh, football season's coming up. Um, you know, uh, baseball season's put me in depression. Uh, but you know, we've got plenty of, we got plenty of things to, uh, to look forward to, uh, on the Linsanity podcast. So please don't be afraid to, to rate, review and subscribe, uh, Circle City Cinema. Uh, continuing to put out podcasts. Um, rumor has it uh, that I'll be the best co-host that Circle City Cinema's ever had uh, coming up. Oh, we know that's rich. Uh, so, so don't be Zyxis. afraid to, to check out some Circle City Cinema content. Talking about uh, secret, secret invasion. Um, maybe, maybe secrets get dropped on there. You know that take place, or you know, Bryce, you know, Zach will probably just ask me about all the stuff that I've been watching and make me admit to stuff that, you know, make me talk about things. I don't want to talk about flash, but we have to talk about it. You know, like it's, it, it'll, it'll be, it'll be fun. To, it'll be fun to dive into, um, you know, we've, we've got content coming out and, and we're really excited for it. And, you know, this episode full on draft Bryce, um, in terms of touching every single team, you know, we're, we're going to try to touch a lot of teams through this. We're going to focus on the top five. And then from there, we're going to do three teams. We like three teams to dislike. We'll take turns. Um, you ready for this draft? How did you feel about the draft? Just, just overall. Uh, it was a lot deeper. I think there's a lot of, there was a lot of talent uh, in this draft and I thought it went pretty deep into the second round. Mm. Um, you know, March Madness gives you an opportunity to look at a lot of people. Um and I, I don't know that the mock, the mock drafts that we had that were, you know, early in the season did not match up at all. No, it did not. With what happened. And that's no. what I like about it. Um, you know, you have a lot of guys that improve their draft stock throughout their season, um, especially in college basketball. So I, I really like that. And there's a lot of talent. I mean, even reaching as far as, you know, honestly, the whole draft. I mean, no, I, I agree. It, yeah. I mean, you know, you got Trace Jackson Davis at the end of the second round, which is a joke. I agree. Um, Jalen Wilson at the back half of the second yeah. round, also yeah. a joke. Yeah. Um, Imani Bates, you know, we know we've known his struggles, but to get him late in the second round, I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of depth there in that draft. So I thought this is a solid draft, one of the better ones that we've seen in a while. Um, so overall, pretty good draft. Some teams suck, some teams are good. And we're going to talk about it. Oh yeah, I, I and you know it was probably the most controversial number one pick of all time, Bryce. Uh, with with uh, with Yama. I mean, we're talking. You know, why did you take? You know, Wibanyama number one, like Greg Oden. You know, when we were Kevin. Don't Durant don't draft, do that. Don't we're, we're do talking, that. You you do I had to throw that in there. Don't and, do that. And and and, and, and you know Wibanyama. Um, is the Spurs pick. And now, you know, I honestly, Bryce, I don't think we've talked about him a ton. I mean, I think there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of hype in him and 
there's a lot of intrigue and there's a lot of things that I think he can provide. And, and for the Spurs, he's, he's going to be a very solid foundational piece in my opinion. Um, what, what do you, what, when you watch Victor, like when you read about Victor, like wh- what do you think of the type of player that he's going to be in the NBA and, and how he can impact the Spurs? Well, I don't think uh, I don't know what type of player he's going to be because I don't think this is something that we've ever seen hmm. as far as highly skilled. You know, everyone wants to be like, oh, you know, oh, we've never seen anybody like women. Yamba. Well, how about this guy? And then they show like a picture of like Bull Bull. I'm like, this is not the same. Yeah. You know, maybe the in size. Sure. But in skill, not even close. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Bull Bull wasn't a top, a number one pick. Mm. Wembenyama has done, he's, he's done things that, that even I look at, I'm like, wow, I've never seen that before. Mm. And so I think that's, what's exciting. And I think he's going to impact this franchise massively. Like he could, he could automatically turn them into a playoff team, even the way the roster is now. But if they sign some guys like some veterans or they make some trades, um, you know, like this is this this could be a playoff team, and that would be some that would be something to behold. Um, you think you think I, they could be a playoff team this year? They could be a playoff team. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree with them. He's going to be on TV wow. a lot, um, which I don't know about you, Caleb, but I I don't think I've ever said this in my life, mm-hmm. probably since I was in high school, junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to watch the Spurs. And the only time I've ever said that is because they were in the finals beating LeBron's Heatles. So um, they got me to say, I want to watch the Spurs. So I, it's going to be something to behold. He, I will say that. He definitely brings a level of intrigue that I, I agree with you. Spurs have missed for a little bit of time. I mean, you know, I think the, the their success was there for so long and they, like you said, kind of faded out. And then now here comes Wibanyama and, and his potential. And, and, and he, he is excited. I mean, Dron Alati, he's 7-4. Um, and, and as a defender, to me, he, his impact, his impact's going to show. I, I don't think there's any denying that. Angie, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll be the guy that, you know, I get it. I know we like to be positive. Okay, I, I get it. All right, I understand that. Um, I. I'm not as I'm not going to rush to the gun that this team is a playoff team uh, or close to it. Um, I just think with Wibanyama, my pro, my I mean, first off, I mean, first off, get to the freaking waiver. I mean, for crying. Oh my gosh! Come I mean, on. he's gonna he's just gonna sit there and get he's just gonna sit there and eat alive. I mean, he, he's 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 gonna get eaten alive and uh, physically. I mean, you like what you you he can't he cannot he cannot guard most NBA centers one on one. In the block, physically. Well, all, a lot of NBA centers are soft, so it's possible. But it it is possible. But I'm talking on the block, physically, like that is going to be. There are going to be some long evenings for that guy, and I I and I think his offense is not going to be as insane as everyone wants to talk about. But I do think he has the talent, and it will evolve over time. But. I, I obviously I think he's a nice player and I think he's going to be a very solid player. And if you want to call him the rookie of the year, you can call him the rookie of the year, but you're hating on I, European guys again. 
No, this I'm not. I'm this saying. No, I'm not. I'm not, not, not one time that I, I'm, not, I'm just saying. I'm saying I want to play the devil's advocate here. We can talk about it. Everybody talks about his positivity, but I think there are some things here that we have to point out when talking about Wibanyama. It's not going to, I mean, you're a rookie. I don't care who you are. You know, it's going to take some time. You're going to adjust. And with somebody like Wibanyama to me, I mean, they're going to like, I mean, Bryce, he, he doesn't have time. Like, there is no like, oh, like I'm going to be able to adjust as the season goes along. He's probably going to lead the team in minutes. Like he's going to lead the Spurs in minutes. He's going to he's going to be a guy that probably gets thirty to thirty five. He's going to get like more minutes than probably the typical rookie. And I I think that's fine and that's fair. But I think there's going to be some development and some like oh crap like he's a rookie and I I think talent talent is an understatement. I think he's going to be great defensively. I'm just, I'm very curious to see how his offensive game, his offensive game evolves. Uh, next up, uh, you know, Bryce, we talked about the story of Brandon Miller and everything that happened uh, at Alabama. And it looks like he is not, like, it looks like they basically have decided that he was not really a part of what took place. You know, that Darius Miles, people like that were a part of what took place. And clearly, I would have to think Charlotte did their research on that. You know, if they're going to take him with the number two pick. And I guess, Bryce, like what? I mean, everyone, that was such a heated discussion, right? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to draft Scoot. You're going to draft Brandon. You're going to draft. Like, I guess, would what what decision would you have done between Brandon and Brandon and Scoot? And then how do you think... And now that we know Brandon is the guy for them, what do you think about how he's going to basically, I mean, I would have to think be a nice complimentary wing piece to LaMelo Ball is probably what the Hornets are hoping he can become. Yeah, and I'm in the minority on this, and I actually thought this was the logical pick um, since you have LaMelo Ball. Uh, putting Scoot and LaMelo together, I don't think is the ideal pairing. Um, two very ball dominant guards um, that really aren't, you know, knockdown shooters per se, um, that, you know, you're really just going to move off ball. So, I, in my opinion, I thought this made sense to draft Brandon Miller. They need a wing. Um, you know, I think the Miles Bridges thing is. You know, it's that's, resolved. That's gonna, yeah, that's. I don't know. Yeah. So having Brandon Miller, you know, a rookie that you know has had some controversy, but honestly, it sounds like a clean slate. Um, you know, made made the most sense for this team. So I, I like the pick for for Charlotte. I like Brandon Miller as a player. We've seen what he's been able to do. He kind of carried Alabama in some games. Yeah, he did. Um, especially in the tournament. And then he just came up short, just kind of ran out of steam. He's getting no help from his teammates um, in the loss of San Diego state. So uh, I, I, I applaud the pick. I think it took some balls to take Miller over Henderson, um, but I thought it was the most logical thing that they could do other than take scoot. I mean, we've seen, you know, so again, several times I, I've talked about it on this podcast, Yeah, putting, putting two ball dominant guards together just doesn't work. And LaMelo Ball, who's kind of got an ego, uh, Scoot Henderson, in my opinion, has an ego. 
honestly, I, I you know, his dad. I agree. Like I agree. Mike has swagger to him. combined. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I think is a problem too. But um, no, I like to pick from from Charlotte. I think he can really help this team if if everyone stays healthy. What I, think I they have some good building blocks. What the like? I think bare minimum, right? Really nice. I mean, just a really nice three and D complimentary player. Bare minimum, right? You're you get looking buckets, at, though. Right. And, and yeah, right. And I think what that's the, that's the worst. I think he could be, I think his range for me is his range is scoring. I, and I, I think right. Something that I, I think, and maybe you could, you know, cause you've seen the college game. Like I do any team that Alabama's had since Oates has been there, their best type of player is like a six, eight, six, nine, six, seven, six, six guardish forward. And who can really unlock the team in terms of playmaking, shooting, and defense? He, he, in my opinion, showed that, you know, like you were talking about all year. For the Hornets to have a wing, and my, my question, if, and obviously this is for a different pod, but if you're going to go in the direction of Brandon Miller, what does it mean for guys like a Terry Rozier or a Gordon Hayward. And like you said, a miles bridges, I feel like decisions have to be made to get this team younger, younger than they already are. Like some of those role players, especially in the free agency class that, you know, that we have and that, that that's available in the NBA, like guys like that might get you something. And does it kind of makes me wonder if picking Brandon Miller means they're going to move off of one of these wings. And, you know, I guess how, how do you think if you, it, would you do that if you were Charlotte? Do you think Brandon, I mean, you got to think with the top five pick, he's going to start. So, I mean, you're putting him at the three and then what? You're going to put Gordon Hayward's big chunk of salary on the bench? I mean, Bryce, I have a tough time. If I'm a small market owner and I've got a big salary like that, I'm moving it. Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine that Mitch Kupchak is probably on his way out with the change of ownership. Um, and, yeah, I think you have to move Gordon Hayward because he can't stay healthy, one. Um, I think yeah. if you're – you have to commit to this rebuild now. And I feel like the rebuild is is almost over in terms of getting the pieces that you want. Agreed. Right? You have the big men. You have the I big agree. men down low. Yeah. You just got your wing. And you have yeah. your point guard. Like you can fill in the gaps with that from here on out. I think you have to at this point. Um, I think you find a salary dump team for Gordon Hayward, and you just get what you can. The it's what's appealing is that he's expiring at thirty million. Or exactly, yeah, that's what I mean. You find yeah. that you you know what? Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, Caleb, you know it would be a great salary dump, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Bring him home for a year. Butts hmm. in hmm. seats. We pay his salary. He play. He gives us, you know, love is fifty five games, right? Yeah. And I think I think it, it you know it'd be a decent wing, you know, to kind of help out some of the young guys. I think it'd be I interesting like to see him and Halliburton play. I, um, I agree. Not saying that that's what I don't think the Pacers are really interested in that, but it would be an interesting spot. I mean, it would kind of make sense. But. <laughs> You, like looking at their books, right? I mean, if you if, like in, in terms of how you envision Miller, like I'm I'm under the assumption that it seems like the Hornets want to bring back Miles Bridges. 
And if, if that's the case, you're looking at, you know, a decent chunk of money you want to try to probably give him. And then if you're wanting to put Brandon Miller at the two spot, Terry Rozier, 23 million, 24 million, 26 million the next three years. I just have a tough time wanting to do that if I'm an or if I'm and keep that salary. Um, yeah, that's tough. I, I mean, I, I, it, I think Miller's going to help them out. Um, I just, I, it just makes me anxious for their, for their next steps, for their next steps. Uh, next up, uh, you know, the guy that people, I think a lot of people thought would be or, or could be the number two pick in Scoot Henderson goes to the Blazers, which I guess, Bryce, it, it begs you the question. I, I think it's really difficult to envision the fit until we exactly know what Damian Lillard's going to be. I mean, Henderson's a guy that, I mean, he is a point guard all in all. He wants to have the ball. He's going to set his players up. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. I wouldn't describe him as somebody that I'm comfortable putting in my off guard spot. Not to mention, I don't think he has the size. He's six, two. Um, I guess like, like, what did you think? The, about how they the Blazers didn't end up making the trade at all. Go out, they get Scoot. I mean, I guess. Do you, what what does the move mean? What does the move mean in your eyes? I don't know. I mean, we're hearing everything. I know. Um, I mean, I uh, goes back to to my comment last uh, last time we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't really make sense for Dame to stay there, um, given the fact that they have Scoot Henderson. Yeah. But here's what I'll say about this. And, and excuse me, Caleb, I'm going to take a moment here because yeah. I'm frustrated. Ooh. I am very frustrated with media that are just trying to move Damian Lillard and are now getting annoyed with him. And, and saying that he, he's kind of holding a, a franchise hostage. This is not what holding a franchise hostage looks like. Mm. You're telling me, you know, mm. people are like, I, I, you know, they don't want to be the first one to make the move. They, the franchise doesn't want to be the one to make the move. And Lillard doesn't be the, isn't, doesn't want to make the move. Yeah. And, and, and I don't buy that because in this business, we've seen time and time again, that means absolutely nothing. Teams yeah. will move you if they want to. I agree. And they've moved, they've moved bigger stars than Damian Lillard. No disrespect to Damian Lillard. Yeah. But a lot less. So it's very frustrating to me that these media members are, are painting Damian Lillard in this light and running with this narrative. It, it's, it's stupid. And it's irresponsible media, media ship. I, yeah, I won't, I won't push back on that. Why, why are you hating on a guy that that doesn't that is going against the grain of every other superstar or soft superstar in the league that needs to join three or four all stars to win a title. I still yeah. respect what he's doing. I would rather him make a decision or somebody uh, make I, a decision. Agreed. Agreed. I, you know, if if we're gonna do this, let, let's do this. Agreed. I'm not saying move him. Yeah, but to me, in the terms of business and what the team looks like right now. It doesn't make sense that Damian Lillard is there. But if he wants to yeah. stay, then who am I to say you're dumb? Then that's his prerogative. Sure. He's sure. going to make over his career, he's going to make $500 million all from, all from the Portland Trailblazers. 
who am I to hate on somebody to do that, that got, got his money like that. Yeah. Got and his money. a team guy yeah. wants to win there has made that known. He's just not a money chaser. No, no. I, I mean, I think he looks for the old school sayings of loyalty and, and he factors that in. And I think he's, in his, you know, I think in the way that Portland's tried to go about their business, I feel like for the most part, they've tried to show that in, in a way that I feel like a small market team can and tries. Like, I mean, they, they adjusted on the fly with McCollum. They go out, they get Grant. Lillard wanted him. Simons comes in, gives them something as a guard. But obviously now, like, where does he fit into the situation? Um, I... My my thing with, I think the best decision for the Blazers and for the and for Lillard is for him to be on a different team. Personally, I think in a class such as this, with no true superstar, the Blazers should be maximizing their value. I mean, I think they've got him. This is, in my opinion, this is your best chance right here because he's an, he's the number one guy on the market. He's the number one guy in the market. Oh, I, I think anybody would disagree with that. He's the number one guy in the market. He's the guy that he's the guy that I think can take your team and move your move your team to a playoff team, take your playoff team to a championship team, et cetera. I mean, I think the other thing for him is he doesn't want to, I mean, he doesn't want to join a super team. It feels like he wants to try to build it, you know, kind of be on it. If he's gonna go somewhere, he wants to be on a team that, you know, I has some good talent around, obviously, but it doesn't feel like a super team that feels like the vibe that's coming out of this and that kind of intrigues me in terms of the market for him i mean i don't really believe in anything in terms of his market until we can see exactly what's going to happen and how we look at it but to me scoot anderson's a really nice player and if they choose i think benching him and benching him and playing him for 15 minutes is not effective for your development it's not effective oh. for your development. And dare I say the head coach isn't either. Dare I say the head coaching? No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I think you're I calling think he, for heads. No, no. Well, I'm just saying, I, look, he got better last year and I, and I, and there's, but I, he's, you know, but I think he's going to have to, obviously that's a part of this too, is Chauncey Billups is going to have to be willing it, whatever direction it is, if I'm my, you know, if it's a younger direction, he's got to mentor Henderson, mentor Simons, get these guys to want to play with one another, free up money, get a big guy better than Nurkic. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think, Nurkic. yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, there's, there's questions there. I, I kind of a TBD in my opinion on Scoot, but very talented player. Um, next up, a, an interesting pick, in my opinion, with a men Thompson at four. Um, I, I, I think this is a potential pick. I don't think this is a pick for right now. Six, seven point guard Bryce. I mean, I think you're picking him. I think if you're Houston, you're you're picking him for a couple reasons, right? You want to have some size at the perimeter. Green's not that big, really. Six mm-hmm. three, six four. He's not really that big. And I think. Thompson has the opportunity, Bryce, to 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 actually change the culture. 
I'm not saying he's a number one player. I'm not saying he's like, I, I won't go there, but like, he need, if he can lead a culture that he showed it over time, which was his ability to move the ball, his ability to always make the pass first, be a true point guard while at the same time showing flashes of his scoring, it will take off pressure for this Rockets team. In my opinion, their problem is they had, they had too many U-turn, my-turn players last year, Bryce. And I don't really think Thompson plays like that which could be a really, really good thing for Udoka going into his first year in Houston. What, what do you, what, what's your thoughts on this pick and, and what it does for Udoka, the Rockets, and everybody around? Well, so I guess I'm a little confused. Um, you know, they have Thompson listed as a point guard. Is he going to play point guard? Like, is Kevin Porter just done there? Like, are they moving Jalen Green? Are they going to put Thompson at the three? Yeah, right. Like, I don't... uh, I guess you can use them a plethora of ways with this positionless basketball, you know, these days. So I guess that'll be something to to keep an eye on. But, I mean, this this is a team loaded with a lot of young talent that have been drafted in the last three, four years. Yeah. Um, And guys that have had nice seasons, you know, like, you know, Kevin Porter, we've seen him be good. Um, took a little bit sure. of a step back. Jalen Green was, you know, had a really good rookie season. Yeah. Jabari Smith was a little, a little underwhelming. Uh, Sangoon really turned it up towards the, to the, uh, you know, the end of the year. And then you guys got like Terry Eason, who is solid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kmart Jr. Nice Jayshon Tate. Sure. And then you get Cam Whitmore in the draft too. So, I mean, you have a lot of young talent. So I think it'd be really, I think Udoka needs to take this year and I think he just needs to play guys just like on a, yeah. on a big rotation mm-hmm. just to see what you got. Yeah. He's got to empty the bench. I'm, I'm with yeah. you. He's got to empty the bench. He's got to, he's got to look at his options, but for Thompson specifically. Yeah. He's definitely got something to prove. Um, I agree with that. Being in the overtime elite mm-hmm. program for, for, you know, a long time. And you want to talk about somebody that, that kind of needs to hit the weight, the weight room, Thompson Fair. twins. Fair. Yeah, uh, being I at six seven that. and only 200 pounds. Right. Yeesh. Right. I, and I, gonna, and, and if you're going to put him out the three, you want to talk about getting bullied. I feel like wings these days, you know, bully more than centers do after the yeah. time, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll be good. I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you, Caleb. I'm out on the Thompson twins out. You're out. I'm out. I think the pro, the pro, I guess, to the top, to, to what I think they would look to accomplish Bryce is I think with a guy like Porter, I think he's really talented. I do. Um, the key for me with him is the, is his willingness to, like Bryce, I think he'd be a killer sixth man, a killer sixth, seventh, eighth man, yeah. guy that can just focus on scoring. But I like that. We've seen in his past that he didn't look at things that way, right? You know, going back to Cleveland, we didn't see that. I I think you gotta probably free him up. I mean, I was talking with Alex about this the other day, like. If you're Milwaukee, give him a call. Like, if you're Milwaukee, give him a call. 
you know how bad they needed offensive shot creation last year? Like if you're the, if you're the Rockets, like if you're the Rockets getting, it's finding, I think Bryce, it's like you going into the wing combinations. It's finding the right wing combinations for this team because they've got talented guys. Right. But I think now they got to pick and choose like, okay, like, do I, you know, how does Jabari fit into my team? Is he a three? Is he a four? Um, Tari Eason, how real is he? Is he a starter? Is he just a really good, you know, energy guy, you know, et cetera. I, the, the, the pick for me with Thompson is, in my opinion, it's to try to create more ball movement, you know, because they, they were just so you turn my turn. And I think it will help green become a better player. And, you know, even if Thompson isn't a superstar, and so I'm intrigued really more so with just how it changes the Rockets. And I guess with Asar, I mean, my concern with Asar is like, okay, like the last three years, Bryce, you've gone with, with, with guards. Yep. You, you went with Cade, who as I think, I mean, nobody talks at well, but nobody talks. People like forgot about the way that he was hyped going into that draft. I feel like, yes, like he's, he's a, he's a player that people were like, Oh my gosh, like he's a true NBA star point guard. And, and then like Jaden Ivy, like everybody sat there and was like, you know, what a steal for this team. What a compliment for this team. What this, what that, like if you're Hughes, if you're Detroit, if you're Detroit and you're picking a shooting guard, who could potentially play the three. I mean, I don't know, Bryce. I mean, I just don't, I, I don't know what this does for the team yet. It feels uh, like Detroit is stacking assets. Like it feels like Detroit's stacking, just, just but, stacking but Are you going to trade? Who are you going to trade? Because right, uh, is that what you is that what you're getting at? Well, I, I mean, they have to figure out who they want to build with. All right, so, I, so that's that means my they're dumping somebody. So, who, are you dumping Cade or Ivy? That seems really foolish. Well, I think you, you. It's I don't even. I don't even. I don't. I think for them, it's it's almost just it's figuring out how in the absolute. I, I don't know how the three of them are going to play together. I really don't. I mean, I think Thompson I as a shooter is questionable. I mean, he he showed last year that it like in the last month of that league, he was shooting 40% from three, but I, again, I think he, you know, I'll need to see more from him. No, no doubt about it. Um, because I think Ivy is that I wouldn't call Ivy a great shooter. And, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't call Kate a great shooter. And so I think the shooting is really missing with this team. And with Thompson, Bryce, I mean, I think you got to hope he grows into his body. Yeah. You got to, you got to hope he grows into his body and, and really can. It's definitely a long-term shot, but you know, as, as we've talked about, as Zach's talked about, like if I'm the Pistons fan, if I'm a Pistons fan, I would be tired of the tanking. Tired yeah, play, of the mediocre low end tanking. Oh yeah, dude. It's yes. Yes, absolutely. Play your guys. For once, you literally have, you have what you, you have just about everything you need. You have weight. You have a wing. You yeah. have young bigs. Yeah. You have young guards. There's no reason. And to me, though, Caleb, to me, mm-hmm. 
it seems like they are they are serious now because they hired Monty Williams. They paid him a crap ton of money. Yeah. They paid a crap ton for his offense or for his coaching staff, yeah. which is very good, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. So to me, it seems like they're serious. You just need to play your guys now. Everyone needs to play. I, I agree. They got to play. That's it. Yeah. And you have to see what you got. I think it's, it's good. And Enough I, with the resting. Enough with the resting. Enough. Yes. And yes. Enough. It's stupid. Let's, let's get going. And pick your, and, and, and pick your talent. I mean, like, I mean, the front court's the same way, Bryce, James Wiseman, Jalen Duran, Isaiah yeah. Stewart, Marvin yeah. Bagley, Bogdanovich. Yeah. Who are you going to Who are you going to play? Who are you going to play? It feels the rotation is completely unclear to me. And maybe they make, I mean, honestly, maybe they make some moves, maybe. you know, before we get into our get pod next vets, week on free agency. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I'm down um, for that. Yeah. I think that Just might be that. They, that might be an alternative um, in terms of, all right, now that we've kind of done the top five, we're going to do a kind of a U-turn, my turn thing. Um we, you can do a like, you can do a dislike. Um, I, I will start with one that I am extremely passionate about. Like a I like or a dislike? A dislike that I'm really passionate about. Okay, can wait. I start with it? Uh, yeah, before before you get into it, if yeah. I agree with you, if they were one of them, okay, can I piggyback on it with you? And we talk about Yeah, you it. might as well. You might as well. Okay. You might as well. Because right. um, the, the one for me that just... I'll just be honest, that just shook me to my core uh, that I wanted to throw up and puke at the television screen as I saw this pick roll down into my selections. What are you doing, Atlanta? What are you doing? Landry Fields. My God. You know, I can tell you, Bryce, here's 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 what I want to do as general manager. Okay, I want to give Trey Young a gigantic extension. All right. And then and then the really awesome big prices. I see that the John T. Murray's available the mid the year. And I just I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna trade for him. I'm gonna have this nice backcourt. But you know what I really want to do? I just want to stick the cherry on top. And instead of just letting my stars be stars, picking a positional need, potentially picking a wing, potentially looking in some sort of other direction, how might I just pick a guard? I mean, I don't, I don't understand with, with this, this Hawks team, just their off season is insane. And we could talk about that next week in terms of how they might handle free agency trades, whatever, but my gosh, Bryce, I just don't understand the logic of picking a point guard. What's, what's the reason in picking a point guard shooting guard with very limited defense, in my opinion, and, a guy that, in my opinion, really doesn't, I don't think he's going to be able to play off the ball very well. Dude, uh, yeah, your, your guess is as good as mine. This was not a good move at all. Um, I mean, there's, a, there's so much freaking talent on the board, too, to, like, help your team. And the thing is, is the people that they have on the trade block, too, doesn't make sense. Because even if you take one of these guys in the draft, what you have is better. It's already better. Hmm. So, but, but to pick hmm. a point guard, 
doesn't make sense either. No, like not with their roster, not not with their roster construction. I, I would it would have made sense to me, Bryce, if they traded Bogey. Because yeah. then there's an opportunity with the bench spot, but they're not they're at this point, they haven't traded him. Um and then what? I mean, you have this gluttony of wings. I mean, it's just this gluttony with Hunter and Bay and Johnson. And I know that everybody likes wings, but again, at some point, prioritizing who you're going to play. Yeah. And, but then if you if you knew that you were going to trade Hunter or, or trade right. Collins, right. if you were going right. to trade Collins, right. why not take somebody like Noah Clowney? Not agreed. Agreed. Uh, like, uh, agreed. Somebody who could shoot. Okay. Somebody, I agree. I just, I just, I don't get it. Like there is so much talent left on the board. I agree. Uh, Prosper from Marquette, I thought yep. would have been good for them. Yep. I, I you could have used the four man. If you, if you were going to, yes. I mean, if you were going to give, if you were going to get rid of John Collins for the pennies that I dropped into the water, I mean, you, you could get, you, you could have been able to get something. I, I don't even know Bryce. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even know if he plays next year. Like that's oh, the part that also no, confuses there's, there's me. There's no, this, there's no, there's definitely no minutes. If, if this right. team, it talks about which they have talked about becoming a really sustainable franchise, pursuing to be at the top of the Eastern Conference. I just, I'm shook by that pick. I'm shook by that pick. Um, who you got, like or dislike? All right, I got a dislike for you here. Dislike for you. Okay. I am going to go with. The Washington Wizards with my with my dislike, and here here's here's why, Caleb. Now let, let me let me set let me set the stage for you here first. All right, all right, okay, all right. It is me, Zach Griffith, and Alex Burr. We are sitting in in Zach's living room watching the draft. Myself and Zach are amped because J- Jarris Walker is there, baby. And we're going to take Jarris Walker. And we are we are so stoked, baby. And we stayed off Twitter. We stayed off Twitter so we wouldn't get picks spoiled. Smart. And as soon as Adam Silver walks up to the freaking stage and the name comes out of his mouth, Bilal Koulibaly, the room <laughs> went so silent. <laughs> I couldn't even look at Alex or Zach. I just put my head in my hands and I was, I was strongly debating just jumping up Zach's balcony from his apartment building as quickly as possible. And I, and I was so, I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I decided to look at my phone. Cause I'm like, I don't even care anymore. I'll look at it. And Woj's tweet came through that the Washington wizards traded up with us one spot to get Bilal Koulibaly, who I knew for a fact the Pacers had zero interest in. Zero interest in. So we could get Jarris Walker one pick later, save ourselves about one and a half million dollars, and we got two second round picks out of it. Washington, I have no freaking idea why they're do why they did this. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't I don't either. I mean I absolutely believe he would have been there at eight. Yes, I think he totally he would have. Would have I, think I, don't, he, I don't get I it. I think he totally would have been there. At I eight. don't get it. And this, I believe this is their only pick. Or No, sorry. Tristan Vuk, Vukcevic from Serbia in the second round, who I don't know. They have a, they have a weird like fetish with like tall European players. 
or like, you know, foreign players, Hachimura, Advia, uh, Kulabali, Vesli, like just, just weird. You know, they had, they had Sadoransky for a while. Sure. They just have like this weird, Gallinari is now on their roster. So I don't know what, I, I absolutely hated the Washington Wizards draft. You get rid of Bradley Beal, you get fleeced in that draft. You, you trade away Porzingis, you get fleeced in that, in that trade. Um, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, this doesn't seem like the right place to build. Um, so this is absolute terrible from the Washington with bad, bad front. Office. I, I, I agree. I, I didn't understand the way they approached the draft, honestly, at all. Um, I, I totally believe I, I'll be honest, Bryce. I don't even think Kola Bali was a top 10 pick. No, that was a, that, that's the other thing. Like, that was a stretch. You, if, you, if you wanted him. Like if, if your if your guys, if your crew was like, Hey, this is it. I mean, Utah's not, t- I don't think Utah takes them. You think Utah takes them? I don't think you uh, probably them. not. Probably OKC. Not. I, they're not, they're not taking them. No, they were probably laughed at. I don't know who's yeah, taking them. Maybe Toronto. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe, maybe Dallas. I mean, I, I, I think you easily could have easily could have gotten them there. I, I, very fair point. I have a very difficult time. I don't know if I necessarily have an insane comment on the player. He's really raw, super long, and Washington's not necessarily it's, looking it's to win. because he's a Wembenyama he, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he's got some Come potential, on. but I, I don't. But, I, I mean, yeah, it's um, it, that, that, that'll be fascinating to see because I think they're absolutely unapologetically uh, going, going for the tank. Um, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the team I like. I'm going to go with the okay. team I like. Um, this is a franchise that has been talked about on our show for some incompetency in the past. Um, but I thought that they got the best value pick in a draft. And you could say that I'm biased and I don't care. Um, I think Jalen Shafito could be the starting point guard of the LA Lakers. Oh, come on. That is total bias. You don't believe that. Yeah, I do. Um, Caleb, not really. Come do. on, Caleb. No, I do. I do. Caleb. No, hear me out. Hear me out. You know, if you don't, hear me out. Sure, I'll hear, hear you out. out because the Lakers. Because what? Why? No, you're wrong. No, what? What? no, Bryce. He's no six way. five. He is six five. He's positional versatility. He's positional versatility. The Lakers. Do you think the Lakers are wanting to start D'Angelo Russell next year over Shafino? Th- yes, they don't have a choice. You're not winning a title. You're not winning a title with Jalen Hushifino as your starting. You think you are with D'Lo? I think starting point guard chance. Jalen Hushifino is as much of a liability on defense as D'Angelo Russell is. Oh, stop that! Oh, come Caleb, on, Caleb. Oh, he's not that. He was bad getting cooked. He got oh. cooked. Oh, come on! Not, uh, not your bias. Yeah, this is no, incredible. I'm not. Bias. This was no, a this good value pick. Oh, this was a good I, value gosh. pick at seventeen. No, it's not. No, everyone realized he's not as I, good as as they. He got bad advice. He should have stayed in college, Caleb. Oh, either. stop that! You know Christ. it. You know it. Oh, that's a joke. That's a joke. joke. This is a great value pick for the. This is a great value pick for the Lakers. I could totally see it. The key for him is developing the consistency in the three point shot, and I, I think it'll come. Working with LeBron, he's going to get some open looks. 
I like the pick, and I genuinely think he could have a chance. He's, big gonna, he's gonna be lucky if he plays. Oh, stop that! He's gonna be. He's lucky not if he Max plays. Christie. He's not gonna sit on the bench. He's like just gonna sit on the bench all year like Christie did. Well, they have all these plans. They're linked back to Reeves. Oh. They're linked back to Vanderbilt to Hachimura to you know they they're talking about all these guys. Now they want Bruce Brown, which that's laughable. You're not getting Bruce Brown. Good try. That feels like a weird fit, honestly. That's a force. It feels like that's a, a weird force thing. is what yeah. that is. I, I I look, I think he has a chance in a big role. I really do. It's a very good value pick. You gotta get a guy who can come in, who can who could be a table setter for you to take pressure off of LeBron. I think it, Reeves oh I think Reeves is a scorer. I don't like him as a point guard. I think he will immediately produce for the Lakers. Immediate. Oh, come on, Immediate production. That is probably one of the most shameless takes you've ever given. Oh, I would have done this. For, I would have done this if, if, okay, can I, can I, let me sure. go further. Go ahead. Go ahead. If Keontae George went to the Lakers, I would have said Keontae George. No way. Well, yes, he's a shooting guard. Because the Lakers, so he's not be a point I guard. understand and that. Jalen Hushifino is barely a point guard. You, let's Lakers, get real. The Lakers could use, the Lakers needed some youth, Bryce. They have nothing but, they have a ton of youth. Oh, stop it. At the point guard spot. Stop. Oh, at the point guard spot? Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. I'd take Schroeder over Hushifino. Oh. Right now. And it's not close. Shafino struggled at point guard at Indiana. That's awful. That's that's just awful. I don't agree with it. That's awful. I mean, that's an awful. I I just think that's an awful take. I do. He he handles. It is an awful take by you. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. Whatever. Whatever. Xavier Johnson was a better point guard. Next up. Clown. Okay. Fine. (laughs) I will go with a like of mine. I am going to go. I'm actually going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. They had back to back picks in the first round, late first mm-hmm. round, uh, 21 22. They went with Noah Clowney out of Alabama and they went with Derek Whitehead out of Duke. I like this for a couple of reasons. They needed size badly, badly. And they got size uh, down low with Noah Clowney to kind of help out uh, Nick Claxton, who I think is a, a terrific young player um, that can kind of really do it all on the floor. Uh, you know, blocks, Mr. rebounds, scores. I think he's. I think he's a really good player. He's Derek Coppola to Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons, who doesn't play Ben Simmons, play. And then Derek Whitehead, who is a knockdown shooter from three, also has some size onto him. Definitely. Could be a nice three and D player uh, for, for the Nets. Agreed. Who are kind of rebuilding. It sounds yeah. like possibly Cam Johnson may not be there, but something good for, for Miles Bridge or not Miles Bridges, sorry, Mikhail Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as he kind of steps more into a playmaker role now, you know, it kind of seems like this is Mikhail's team mm-hmm. uh right now. So I think putting some young guys, some youthful guys with some size around him was perfectly played. So as much turmoil as the Nets have been in. Um, throughout the season, 
I think that's I think that's a solid first round. Then they got Jalen Wilson in the late second yeah. round. Yeah. Who I yeah, I, I like Jalen Wilson. I thought he was solid at Kansas. Um, I think that's a guy that can that can possibly get some minutes. The Nets basically have nothing to lose this next season. Brooklyn is a want, lot of yeah. They, they sure really they, don't. They, like sure they want to compete, but play some of these guys. I, I agree. I agree. I, I think that I like I, I think their draft. I never I wasn't crazy on Clowney as a prospect, mm. but in terms of the need there, I mean, you could definitely see it. Um, and I, I think if it gives Brooklyn some options in terms of how to handle the offseason, I mean, like I, I think Whitehead will be an immediate contributor for the Smets team. Immediate. I mean, I could see him, Bryce, be one of the first guard off their bench. I could see him be a player that could develop himself into a fine starter for this team. Um, The role there makes a lot of sense with Whitehead. And, you know, and Whitehead was a player, you know, before the injury that was considered to be at the upper echelon of the draft, a top top prospect, a a high-level recruit, five-star level recruit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy was the best player on Montverde. Okay, he was the best player on Montverde in his senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nothing to slouch at. It's one of the best, if not the best, high school basketball program in the country. And if if you can add him to this squad, like I think Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't have to start. No, I don't think he has to start. He's I don't think chance. I don't. I mean, I don't think he has to start and. Like there, so like that opens up that opens up things for me. Um, Joe Harris at nineteen million. I mean, do you flip it for an exp- you flip it to a salary dump? Like Brooklyn I think, I think to me, yeah. I mean, Brooklyn's got options with these young guys. I agree with you. There's playing time available for them, and I thought, like you said, they fit the needs because when you look at this roster, you're right. I mean, they really lacked any sort of size. I mean, it was basically Nick Claxton, Dayron Sharp, and literally that was it. I mean, yeah. they had to add some big guys. So nice pick there with Clowney. Uh, next up, um, I'll go with a team that I uh, dislike. And uh, I'm going to pick Mickey Mouse's team in Orlando. Um, you I mean, like? No, I'm going to dislike. I'm going to dislike. Going dislike. Okay. You know, because it's like Magic Kingdom to, to pick Jed Howard at 11. It's like when I have a dream in Disney you know, to see like my favorite character when I was a kid or something, but I would never see him, you know, because it was like, oh, like, I can't wait to see this guy. I can't wait to meet Mickey. I can't wait to be Mickey. You know, you're living in a dream. You know what living in a dream is? Picking Jed Howard 11 and expecting it to work. Jed Howard, Jed Howard at 11. <laughs> Jed Howard at 11 is hard for me to process. I mean, that's so bad. I mean, first off, First off, give me Grady Dick over Jordan Howard. Give me Jordan Hawkins over Jordan Howard. Give me Kathy George over Jordan Howard. Give me Jalen Ochefino over him. Give me give me Cam Whitmore over him. Give me Whitehead over him. I can go on. I mean, what a reach. What a reach. I mean, it, this was a guy, Bryce, shooting 42% in, in the two-point range. He wasn't that great in conference. And daddy was coaching. I mean, look, I... I, I think he's a, I think, I think Howard is, I mean, I, I mean, he was a talented player coming into Michigan, but Bryce, I, 
I mean, if you're going to go up this draft alone, they had two guys picked in the top 15 and they didn't make the NCAA tournament. What does that tell you? Not good. Not good. And I think that should be concerns. If I was drafting one of those guys in the top 15, the success would drive me. I would want success. And I mean, I would, unless you're, it's in the, in the case of somebody like a Taylor Hendricks, UCF, but Michigan should not be a team that doesn't miss the NCAA tournament. And yet they had two guys that were top 15 selections. I, Bryce, I, I'll be honest. I just didn't understand the pick. And I honestly, I don't really get this Anthony Black pick. I feel like you're just basically picking another Markel Fultz, except he can't shoot. Mm-hmm. And this is a team, Bryce, that, I, I mean, look, in terms of shooting, there were plenty of shooters. And, and yet you, I'll be honest, you whiffed. You whiffed. You didn't even fix the problem, in my opinion. You didn't even fix the problem that I felt like this team had, which was consistent three-point shooting needs. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, the Magic are just, they're another one of those teams that consider, you know, that they had some momentum going. I think Bancaro is a terrific player. I mean, we talked about him last year. Yeah, we nailed him. And he was everything that we thought he was going to be. Yeah. I think they have some good pieces. The the Wagners have proved to be better than I thought they would be in the league. Um, Wendell Carter's kind of had a nice resurrection in Orlando. Um, but you have a plethora of, of point guard, young point guards. Uh, and I just, I just don't see what, I just, I just don't see what, what direction they're going with. I just, it's, it's, you can't miss it just these picks. Aim, it just seems aimless. You can't miss these picks. If you're the magic, you can't like, miss them. Yeah. And you got to take a step next year. You have to, you have right, to. It, yeah. Yeah. You have to, I, I'm looking at this roster, Caleb, and this roster isn't even ready. I'm looking at it. The oldest guys on this team are Gary Harris and Michael Carter Williams. They need some vets. They need I mean, some vets. Like, they need some vets. And listen to all these young guys. You Bull Bull, the Wagners, Wendell Carter. Well, Goga Batazde, I know is a favorite. Uh, Goga is on there. Jed Howard, Anthony Black, Cole Houston, Caleb Houston, who he also drafted out of yeah. Michigan. Yeah, what you yeah, they got something going out with Michigan. Yeah, they do. That's yeah, so freaking weird. It's a little weird, yeah. But I mean, just I I, I, I agree with you on this going. I, yeah, it, it's I don't feel like they should be in a setting with their roster where they're like, like, I feel like they should be in, in a place where their roster feels a little more concrete and easier to understand. And that's that's not what this draft did for me. I mean, it, it's just not. And I. I mean, I mean, honestly, like if they keep, I mean, I, I are they going to, tr- they got to trade one of those guards, right? I mean, if you're going to keep I, I black, would think, I you're going to keep, you're going to trade one of those. So what? I mean, the guy you picked in the top five in, in Suggs is gone. I mean, you're just going to get off him basically after what a year. Um, Anthony, I mean, is a nice bench guard. I mean, I, Tough. I think it's really tough to find nice bench guards, and I think he's a really nice bench guard. Like, I wouldn't want to get rid of that type of player. I, I'm not. I just they're going to be in a position where they're going to have to pick point guards, and I really, really think this team needs some veterans. And I would like to see this team potentially trade, maybe look at trading a couple of their younger guys and getting 
a veteran in there. Um, getting somebody who can help you table set at the shooting guard spot. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you a team that I really like for, for um, uh, can I tell you a player I really like for this team? Like I or, really like Orlando for Orlando that yeah, I would sure. really look into inquiring on. Sure. If the bulls are real about trading Zach Levine, Orlando should be on the phone. Hmm. If you have the size of Fultz, you have the size with Fultz and the defensive Fultz and, and Levine gives you perimeter shot creation. Wagner can play the three. Paolo can play the four. He already has a connect. There's already somewhat of a connection with Carter. Mm-hmm. The deal's explanatory. Suggs is a nice young piece. Mm-hmm. You have clearly have a history with trading with this team. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I would trade. I don't know if I would trade Levine, but if I'm Orlando, I'm calling, I'm calling. Sure. Cause I got to get a guy who can play. Like, I think this team should be a playing team. But yeah, like you I said, mean, when you look at the roster, it, it, there are some things to it that you're like, okay, wow. Like I didn't realize this is what they had going and the, the youth and, and they don't have a lot of experience. Like, they're going to need that. Yeah. Need that. Totally agree. Who's your next pick? I'm actually going with a like again here. Go ahead. I am actually going to go with Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks. I actually like what they did. I like that they, they got Derek Lively. They traded down. They got off your boy Davis, Davis Perton's contract. Yeah, he's my favorite player in basketball. That's right. They traded down and got Derek Lively the second. Size. Defense at the Size. rim, which Size they needed for badly. <laughs> they needed defense at the rim badly, so they what? get him no at way. twelve. And and they get Olivier Maxson's Prosper from Marquette. Oh, <laughs> oh I know, I know, I know. Caleb loves this. I know, I know, he loves this. So. I think they did a really nice job. Do I think this fixes their right now problems? No, not all of them. But it does help. It does help. They needed a reset on their defensive mindset. Their 3 and D wings just didn't work out. They weren't getting enough from them. I think Lively and Doncic in the pick and roll could be very interesting if if they move Lively into the starting lineup. I think that could be a very interesting thing. And then Prosper is just going to play hard for you. He's going to dig in on defense, knock down some shots. I think this can be, I think that's a very solid draft from Dallas amidst all of the, you know, crap that they've, they've, they've had to endure this Uh off season. Yeah. Um, You know, unfortunately it sounds like they're going to resign Kyrie Irving, which I think is a mistake. Um, But really, I, I I think it's a mistake. I told oh, you two, wow. two ball dominant guards. It just okay. doesn't. Okay. No, I, I mean Luka, I like the fit. Luka's I thought their defense was have to, Yeah, yeah. So I I really like Dallas. I think they had a solid draft. They should be happy coming out of this. Hundred percent agree. Um, I, I I could make the case they both start. Sure. Sure. You, you could you, you you could have you very possible you could have a lineup with Kyrie, Luca. Um, you could potentially go. I mean, you could go a ton of. I mean, you can go a ton of options. You go Josh Green. You go with Reggie. You could go with prop. You can go with Prosper at the three. You you eat, there's options to this team, and Lively will get an opportunity to be a starting five man. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no question about it. The opportunity is wide open. 
I think they want to have a five man who can start. I think they're, they're done with the Dwight Powell runs. They're, you know, not probably as thrilled with the JaVale McGee contract for 15 million. I think they are trying to get off that. Yeah. Um, You know, the homes is a factor to this too, Bryce. Yeah. Um, they, they brought him in as well in the draft. So, I mean, I don't have, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, they're definitely adjusting their roster. And what I like about both of these picks is I think they, they got really athletic yes. and, and Dallas really, I thought lacked athleticism throughout the course of the season. And that was the other factor I think, and why the Finney Smith deal really just showed a lot of their weaknesses is just he covered up so much and. I think both of those guys are going to help that. It's a nice, nice choice by you. Um, I'll go with the like. Um, I'll go with the like. And um, honestly, I can't believe you. I, I, maybe it's because uh, maybe it's maybe it's, I respect you for not doing this. Uh, but I, I'll do it for you. Uh, I'm picking Indiana. I think Indiana's draft was awesome. I mean, it started really? to me. It, it started. Really? It started to me with Jarris Walker. Walker yes. was a guy that I, you know, obviously I talked about with you. You wanted him. Zach wanted him. All the Pacers fans, I felt like that I was talking with wanted him. And I think what he can do for the Pacers in terms of his defensive versatility, you never have to question a guy. I mean, while Samson ruined my childhood, I always have to say that Samson ruined yes, my childhood. Absolutely, Walker. Walker was undoubtedly. Tough. When you play for Samson, you have to be tough. The Pacers need to be tougher, Bryce. They yeah. need to be tougher. They need a guy who can crash the glass. Okay, I like Turner. I think Turner's an awesome shot blocker. He doesn't rebound. But he enough. doesn't rebound the way you I want. I agree with you. If Walker will rebound, he will crash the glass and he will rebound. He can yes. shoot. He showed really good shooting at Houston. And in, uh, and and the thing that I've been reading a lot lately is just he did a lot of shot creation, ball handling work in high school that that Houston just didn't tap into a ton. And it makes sense because of the guard play that they had with Sasser. But like that's interesting to me. That's appealing to me with Indiana is to have a big guy who can do that. And combined with the fact that I think Ben, she- I think Shepard's a, a very, especially at the end of the draft. Well, at the end of the draft, he was getting looked at as a lottery pick, and I didn't like that. And I didn't like that pick. But, I mean, here's the thing. Here's here's what it is. What do you need in the NBA the most, right? Guys with size, and you need shooting. What does he give you? Size and shooting. He's 6'6". Does he need to get in the weight room? 100%. But he came up a 41% three-point shooting. I don't care who you are. 31% high-level D1 action. No, my... D1 Missouri Valley is not bad. And you add you add him into this team. It gives the Pacers a lot of options. It gives the Pacers options in terms of, okay, we see that they like Shepard and we think he can play. Oh, let's move off of Duarte. Oh, let's move off of Buddy because Shepard can fill in on the shooting. Shepard is gone. I think Shepard will immediately come if he plays, will immediately come and shoot. That is not even one. I won't even deny that. Um, I think he's a really nice, I think he's going to move off the ball, which is going to be good for Indiana. And I, I think the fit is really, really good, especially at the back end of the draft. I, I didn't think he was going to be there at the back end of the draft like he was for Indiana. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. 
And, you know, Indiana, I get it. They had a lot of draft picks going in. Um, and I think they just wanted to adjust their, to basically adjust their roster construction, uh, make sure they didn't have as much guaranteed deals, which was smart and very effective business. Um, you know, they did trade. I mean, Pickett, it looked like Pickett was going to be a pacer, you know, but obviously the Nuggets use that pick. Um, and then you look at, you know, and obviously Isaiah Wong, maybe they're just hoping they get a flash in the pan. Um, I I think Indiana is a team. I think Indiana's with Walker immediately coming in as a starter and Shepard immediately, immediately coming in and giving this team a, a nice high level knockdown shooter gives the Pacers opportunities to adjust accordingly to get the right piece. I think they're one or two pieces away in this draft. Just, Fill some gaps, Bryce. Just fill some gaps for your team. I agree. And Point I blank. think we can do that. Plain and simple. Yeah. Um, uh, we got, I believe we have one more. One more. Yeah. One more. For yep. You. I actually have another like. Go ahead. Do it. Um, I liked what the Denver Nuggets did. I thought this, uh, this is very smart business to build off of um, their title run. Uh, to trade back into the draft, especially the first round, I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. They're really aggressive. And they got Julian Strother from Gonzaga, and they got Jalen Pickett from Penn State. I think those are two guys, exactly what they did with Christian Brown this season, Yeah, I think is exactly what they can do with both of these guys. Yeah, More so Strother than Pickett, because those nights where, where Michael Porter just seems kind of disengaged mm-hmm. and not in, into the game, you can Agreed. toss in Strother, who, you know, is – kind of a poor man's Michael Porter. Let's just be, let's yeah. just call it out. It yeah. Is. yeah. Um, you know, yeah. if you get solid minutes from him throughout the year, you know, you toss him out there for a couple minutes in the playoffs um, just to spell, um, you know, Porter and other guys, I think is really interesting. And if they happen to lose Bruce Brown, I'm not saying these two guys can replace him, but can kind of, you know, do the work. They share of a lot of similarities. Time. They, yeah. they share a lot of similarities to Bruce Brown and how they play. Yeah. And I don't know if that is coincidental or not, but you're right. I mean, they, they, they will, I think they can help with that gap. And, you know, a, a thing that I've always heard with Denver Bryce is that they love Peyton Watson and they yeah, didn't they play do. him a ton. Yeah, they, do. they didn't play him a ton in the playoffs, but like they would always make that very apparent that they think he could be a really nice piece and maybe, this also gives a chance for him to play more. Like, I I mean, Denver's just one of those teams, you know, d- did I necessarily like Christian Braun as a prospect? Yeah, I, I did not. I didn't. But Denver was no. one of those teams, Bryce, where if they pick that, pick that guy that I'm not a huge fan of, then I second guess. Because their track record at nailing the draft is outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, Whether it's a, they know how to make the good. right pick and use it at the right spot. And it's apparent and it's all over their roster, whether it's like you said, straw, you know, I think straw, there will be a nice role player, um, whether it's Christian Braun, whether it's Zeke and Aji showed flashes like they, they, they just know what it looks like to to draft effectively. Um, I don't know if this counts, so I'm kind of cheating because it technically it technically didn't draft anybody but they like did at the same time. 
Um, okay. I, I really think the way the Kings handled the draft should be very encouraging because I think they would a guy like Prosper have been really fun for them. Yeah. Like would a guy like even Jordan Walsh go into Boston, you know, they were the team that originally that would have been fun in terms of a wing and a player who can play, but the, the money to me and what they open up, I mean, it has me thinking, man. And it, it has me thinking that they want to be serious in the West, that they don't want to be cute, that they don't want to sit there and be conservative. And I think they see an opportunity and they're going for it. And to be honest, they should. I, I, I mean, I get it. I know Denver was an NBA champion. I'm not saying that they can't win the West or be in contention or anything like that, but I don't, wouldn't shock me if there's another team representing the West next year. It really wouldn't. I'm not going to just lock in Denver and Penn. I mean, I'm not. I think I, I, I I'm not going to do that. I think the Kings showed showed enough development over the last year with Mike Brown. If you improve the defense and you nail that big amount of cap with a nice forward, I mean, I, I think the Kings could be something. And the fact that they got off homes, they got someone to take the salary. It intrigues me with how they approach the draft because I clearly they want to win. And this is a draft where I think most of the time, Bryce, the Kings would have probably tried to keep some, get some young guys like the same old Kings for the last decade would not have made a move to suggest pursuits and free agency to really lead to impact winning. And in a draft like this, it's a little gutsy, but you know, we'll see. I, I thought it was really, really good. Um, the other team that I want to give a quick shout out to, I thought Utah with their ability to nail. I loved Hendricks. I loved Hendricks. I think he's a really nice fit. Only question I have is Utah did some damage. What the crap they I mean I mean, I get it that they stole Collins from my bag of chips and the crumbs that I left after my sandwich. But I mean, I don't necessarily, I definitely think that they have some front court situations and hypotheticals they have to go through, but they nailed the draft with their three first round picks and the value in which they got them, whether it was Sensabaugh, whether it was Keontae, I think all three could have impact. It starts the foundation. Don't know if any of them are stars, but they're going to, I think they're effective players. I think they're effective players. Yeah. Totally agree. Shout outs. No, that was actually, that was another one that I kind of liked, you know, kind of cleaning up in the, uh, in, in the draft, uh, especially in the first round. So now you know it on the head, man. I think we're on the same wavelength for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that'll, that'll kind of, I guess, wrap up some of our draft coverage and our, our thought process. And we'll move on to college basketball season. Um, the, the portal is in full swing. Action will be taking place sooner than we realize um, next week. I mean, shoot NBA free agency next week. We know first week there oh, always is something baby. fun to watch. Oh, baby. And uh, we got a, a Lynn sanity, a guy who's appeared multiple times on a Lynn sanity uh, who's coming back next week in JD hall. Um, excited to bring excited to bring him on and love, I mean great very good with NBA very good with NBA topics and thought this would be a great episode to have him in and and dialogue and then sooner rather than later Bryce our uh, 
our annual football previews. Probably the best segment is coming up soon. And, and uh, we always have a thrill with, with doing those and talking about all the teams and I, 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 we all love it. And that's coming up around the corner. So plenty of, plenty of cool things going on with this podcast uh, to tune into. So uh, Bryce, uh, thank you for, for, for jumping on talking draft. I mean, shoot. I mean, it's ended. We've talked about it for a little bit. It kind of feels good. Oh, it does. It does. On to the next. On to the next. On to the next. Well, again, thank you for listening to Insanity.